You're listening to ToothPod, a podcast segment of the Toothpick magazine where we sit down with dentists to talk about your dental queries, lessons they have learned and a lot of fun stuff. Today, we, Jalen and Boo will talk with Dr. Sahana Mohan Raja, who is a pediatric dental resident in UAE about the importance of a kid's dental health and how can a parent help their child achieve a healthy mouth. How are you today? Hello. And how does it feel to be here? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. So, how how are you? And it it feels amazing. Uh, thank you guys for giving me this opportunity. <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm in final year, so of course, college is a bit stressful. <laughs> I actually can't imagine uh, you doing this in the final year. <laughs> so, kudos to you. Thanks a lot. I and uh, other dental students like we have we are a team of 13 and uh, everyone is working very passionately and giving their inputs into this so i'm very thankful for everyone who is you know uh, being a part of this initiative for those who are unfamiliar there are nine branches in dentistry and dr sahana you are a pediatric dentist i'm curious to know why did you choose pediatric dentistry so yes um that's a good question and it's a most frequently asked question um i would say that you know uh, pediatric dentistry i to my to my knowledge that's the only stream uh, only specialization in dentistry where you get to uh, you get to refine your skill in almost everything uh, you get to do your pulp therapy extraction scaling so uh, you're not just focused on one thing even applying so you get to do all your mastering basically a mastering in everything so that was one of the reason why i chose pediatric dentistry because i didn't want to just put myself into just root canal or just extraction i didn't want to do that so this sounded more like a fun to me so that was one of the reason i chose pediatric and secondly because um i felt it's more challenging to deal with the uh, kids and it's not just kids actually you have to deal with the parent kid and so it's it's a triangle um and i i just wanted to take up the challenge and see how it goes so that was my reason to pediatric dentistry that's great do you love kids <laughs> i used to <laughs> once you start seeing them 9 to 6 uh, i'm more like 9 to 6 i have seen enough after 6 i i want some peace at home <laughs> now but they're cute they're really really sweet i feel like they're more honest um uh, then now dealing it's more easy to deal with them than dealing with others in my in my opinion hmm. a few years ago people were not aware about oral hygiene as they were today also now there are many lot of pages on social media that run with the motive to spread dental awareness so toothpaste magazine is one of them still there are many people in the population that don't give much importance to oral health and just ignore it so what are your thoughts on this and why is it very important for a child to maintain their oral health um as you truly said no one is uh, no one is really aware about about the oral in uh, oral hygiene as such and uh, every time they ask me um on why there is no scope for dentistry in india um i would say it's the lack of awareness which is the reason for um the the loss no the loss of scope for the dentists in india and yes. not that there is a lot of dentists because um compared to our population the, the dentists that we had the number of dentists that we have is actually less if you compare to what the us has um but it's the lack of awareness which is the main issue uh, to us um, which is causing a lot of 
lot of thing for the dentist as such. As you said about how there are many pages and thanks to social media now, I started my page uh, thinking that back in those days, we had not, none of that sort. So we used to even, I think even in your college, you'd be doing that, going to communities and um, spreading awareness. Um, now it's good. We have the we have the, this platform so we can do it on social media still uh, i still i come across patients who say it's it's after all a teeth you know what's the big deal um yes. i would and i always respond back to them of course it's just a teeth but imagine when that teeth goes wrong you can't even drink even a sip of water nothing goes inside your body if, if one teeth goes wrong so i think um it really needs even more of an awareness uh considering about the oral health and i think with the help of all people like you or everyone all of us i think we'll be able to maybe bridge the gap between us and the people rightly said dr sahada so let's discuss some common questions that might aware a new parent or guardian in keeping their kids oral health on point and uh, for the next part of the podcast jolin and i are going to turn into people with non dental background so that we can ask better and hence be aware better is that cool Yeah yeah. <laughs> What is the right time or age for a kid to get dental consultation? By their first birthday. So within the age of 1, they are supposed to at least have a dental home, which is like have a family dentist at least. Um well, there are two reasons for it. One is because we want to see I have the teeth erupted in their time. If there is any issue, what can be done? What's the issue? That's one of the thing. And the other one as how jelin said that we need to spread awareness among uh, about that so i think by one is when you know the few teeth are erupting first you and we'll be able to give them the knowledge about what has to be done how to take care of their teeth and uh, when and what to expect what will happen yeah so and so and why baby teeth are important so i think by the age of one is the ideal age how often should a kid pay attention visit okay so once we see them we are going to categorize categorize them into if they are high risk high risk caries or is it the low caries risk patient so if they are going to be high caries we we try to call them every 6 months or every 3 months and if it's a low risk then um, we just call them every once in a year so this one is for new parents how can they take care of an infant's oral hygiene since they have no teeth and uh, why is it crucial Okay, so um, I always, always recommend that they start at least wiping their gum pads even before the teeth erupt, especially after they have been fed. Clean the whole oral oral cavity or the gums um, with a wet cloth or with a uh, any cloth as such. It's very, very important in many ways by doing so. Ma'am, sometimes it's really tough to understand kids and the reason for their behavior since they can't really speak and convey what's going on or what they're going through. So how can a parent know their child is teething and is it any special care the child should be given at that time basically when they are teething they will kind of show a mood a mood change where they'll be they'll be annoyed because there's something that is coming through their gums you know so they're definitely going to have that feeling and they get cranky they will salivate a more so they'll be drooling these are the signs basic signs they can the parents can usually find them um chewing uh, and thumb sucking if they're often taking their finger into their oral cavity it just means that probably they're going to have um, a new teeth coming up and it's also important to educate the mother the new parent as such at least to have a basic knowledge about when and 
you know, what are the approximate times when um, the new teeth would come up so that they'll know that if the baby is being cranky at six or seven months, they would be, they, they should be aware that, oh, maybe the new tooth is coming and that's why they're behaving like that. And coming about the part where how they can handle it, I always tell the easiest way with what you have at your home is keep a spoon chilled in a refrigerator and place it on their gum pad. They will feel kind of relief or it becomes numb basically with the cold on your gum pad. They can use the teeters or try giving them carrot, carrot sticks if they are about six months. So these things work in, um, in really... Um, if nothing works, I always tell to the mother, hug them, pamper them. That definitely, a hug from a mother. Exactly. And uh, what is the right time to start using a toothbrush for a kid? Continuing from the previous question, when they start having the signs when it's thinking, they can start using the thumb brush and massage it on their gums so that they will kind of get a relief from the gum massage. At the same time, um, you're also putting them on a habit that, you know, this is going to be a routine toothbrush. And uh, toothbrushing, just when the first tooth erupts, just, I just tell them, start brushing your teeth as soon as your first tooth erupts. I know it's a tedious task. It's definitely a tedious task. And uh, I recommend both the parents getting involved in it, both the mother and the father. Hold on the kid. Give the kid one brush just for their sake of, you know, holding the hand and getting distracted. Mm-hmm. And let the mother brush them as they're getting distracted. We all know that it is a kid's dream to live in a castle made of candies. Um, I love chocolates as a kid. And there's something that comes with access sweets. We all know. Cavities. How can a kid satisfy their sweet tooth and still manage to avoid tooth decay? Is it even possible? It's it's very much possible. I, you know, I, I, I would be the favorite pediatric dentist because I, I never tell anyone to stop having uh, chocolates. They can have them. I just tell them reduce the quantity <laughs> or brush once you're done so um you know it's uh i feel like it's more i wouldn't say it's a myth but uh definitely candies cause cavities but the question is is it really just the candies which is causing cavities then it's no we know that there is the other factors which cause which are involved in causing cavities the reason we come up with the candies is because they are more sticky and they increase the possibility of uh, being a cavity um uh, but if I have to look into the triad of how the caries is formed, uh, you know, we have food, we have the microorganism, and then we have a tea on which the bacteria is sitting, and then we have giving the food. Basically, it's the carbohydrate uh, which will be giving them. And the cavity happens when the, the food keeps going into their mouth every now and then. Because once something gets into their mouth, the, their pH drops to an acidic pH and it takes uh, around 40 minutes uh, so to come back to the to the normal pH level but if we are going to give give them something in between by the time the pH comes to the neutral it's again going to drop to an acidic state and that's how you know it becomes a better environment for the bacteria to feed on and create the cavity so I wouldn't say chocolate is the only culprit or the candy being the only culprit there are so many things involved even Frequent snacking would definitely cause. If you're gonna, if you're having two, make it one for a day, and brush after you have the candies. So automatically, they're gonna decrease the frequency because who wants to brush after eating the candy? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they're not gonna hurt you. This is the main thing. Bottle feeding kids tends to develop multiple cavities and commonly called as mouth bottle caries in the industry. Please tell us how it can be prevented. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Continuing from what I said before, you know, 
the reason why the bottle feeding causes um, cavities is because there is a bottle dripping with the milk inside their mouth and the kid just goes to sleep. And what happens basically is that there is just continuous dripping of the milk over their teeth. So the acidic, uh, there is an acidic pH. The pH is low for a very long time and that gets easier for the bacteria to feed on them. And that's how, that's the reason why, uh, the bottle feeding kits, especially the nighttime bottle feeding kits, they have, uh, the cavity, which is called the nursing bottle babies. It's a responsibility again of a dentist or a pediatric dentist who's coming in contact with the parents to tell them how to shift down to that by, by their one year, by the age of one. And uh, also to tell them that if they're being adamant that they, they want it for sure, um, brush or at least wipe their teeth or at least rinse their mouth. Brush, either rinse or at least wipe uh, before you take the bottle off. Definitely the bot- the bottle should be taken off before they go to sleep. That's, that's like the first rule you need to put down. Um, and once you take that out, for sure, they need to brush or rinse or at least wipe their teeth before they sleep. A while ago, we put a story on our Instagram for the audience to ask if they have any queries related to kids' dental health. Here are a couple of questions from them. Are pacifiers harmful for babies? Um, not until they are six months old. After six months, yes, it um, it's difficult to to get them get rid of it. They they find a comfort in pacifiers. Up to until they're six six months old, you know, it's a good thing to actually have a pacifier because the studies have shown that the pacifiers help in decreasing the chances of the SIDS, the Southern Infant Death Syndrome. So definitely pacifiers help. But if it's continued even after the age of six months, then yes, then it becomes an issue. So we should make sure um, that we we get them, uh, we get them rid of the pacifiers once they turn six. There are many ways. Either you can just go cold turkey method, which we call, where you suddenly one day you just remove all the pacifiers from your home and you just hide them so that you they forget it completely, mm-hmm. or uh, gradually cut the uh, the front part of the nipple little by little so that they don't find any comfort. The reason they are holding on to it is because they have the comfort of sucking onto it. And uh, if all milk teeth of a child gets cavitated, what should be done? <laughs> um, so if it's going to be a very bad cavity, yes, we'll ha- we'll be left with no choice. Uh, but the treatment plan, you know, this is this is the only thing which is which really matters to a pediatric dentist is doing what treatment at what time. So it completely depends upon what age they are. If um, let's say if the kid is seven or eight. Actually, nine. Let's say the kid is nine and whatever baby teeth it has, it's cavitated. I would say it's fine. It's going to exfoliate soon. And if they are asymptomatic. But if they're going to be symptomatic and if the kid is, you know, very young, then we will have no other choice but to, uh, if it's severely affected, to extract them and, uh, you know, accept that there's going to be some space loss. And yes, there'll be delay in the adoption of the new teeth. That is what we can do. But if uh, if it's something which can be treatable, yes, we definitely, we try. As a dentist, I can speak on the behalf of a, the whole dental community. We always try to save a teeth. So we'll try our level best to be as conservative as possible. That actually leads me to a question which the parents usually ask me when it comes to baby tooth. Like, why sh- why should it get a, get pulp- pulpily treated? You know, I don't want to do this 
huge things. It's a baby toot. Take it off. Um, the reason the baby toot is there is because it's holding on the space for the permanent feet. The permanent toot is just sitting right down behind the baby toot. So if anything, if any infection happens to the baby toot, it's definitely going to affect uh, the development of the permanent toot. Not an FAQ, but just asking out of curiosity, as a dental student, why is pediatric dentistry so undermined? And why do we see more women than men? I'll tell my personal story. I was offered both orthodontics and then pediatric dentistry. And it was, except me, whoever I consulted with my dentist from, you know, whom I was working with back in India, my mother especially, she was push, pushing on me, pushing on to take on orthodontics because it's it's like a misconception. I don't know if it's a misconception, but back in India, it's more like if you're orthodontist or if you're a maxillofacial surgeon, uh, you are into the it speciality. And uh, pediatric dentistry is given to those who, you know, probably didn't score well and it's in the last. Like, if you don't get anything, take up pediatric dentistry. Um, but here, the it was a different procedure. Uh, I it was it was my choice. It was uh, I had to give it like I had the preference to to choose what I wanted to do it. And also surprisingly, my faculty in my my faculty consists of just one woman and the rest are men. Um, so I I don't think it's more of a pediatric dentistry thing. It's more of probably the community back in our place just just don't. It's, they just say, you know, you're just dealing with a baby tooth. Forget about even if the dentist, as a dentist too, we'd have heard you're just dealing with 32 teeth. Now you're come down to 20 teeth, so <laughs> no one is definitely going to value you. So I think that's the reason. Thanks, Dr. Sahana, for being here and for all the information you provided us with and for those who are listening to this podcast right now. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was, uh, I had a great time answering your questions. Thank you. It was a very insightful conversation and I'm sure now our listeners know the importance to take care of own health. Alright guys, that's a wrap for this Toothpot episode. We will see you guys in the next episode with another guest and a bit more insight to the rental world. Get the issue of our e-magazine for free. Check out our Instagram at Toothpick Magazine for details. Till then, take care and stay safe.